Hello and welcome to episode 12 of the Aframeo Driver podcast, brought to you by the Aframeo Owners Club. I'm Guy Swarbrick and this afternoon I have with me club chairman John Griffiths, who's here to talk about one of his favourite subjects, and I have to confess, one of mine. So get both your buckets ready because we're going to talk about detailing. Good afternoon, John. Hi, yeah, how are you doing? We're going to talk about detailing later on. I think before we get there, let's just set the scene a little bit. How did you get involved in, in Alphas and, and in particular with the club? Well, this goes way back into the 1980s, Guy. And um, as a young lad, I had a succession of Fords initially um, from the age of 17. But mid-80s, I went to my local race circuit, Mallory Park, and just so happened to be a race day um, involving the um, Alpha Owners Club race series. And late in the day, I remember the, I think it used to be called Class F, with a load of maybe 30 plus alpha suds all buzzing around the circuit. And I thought, wow, I like that. And they were an attainable car. And lo and behold, um, my Capri was just driving me insane at the time. Spotted an alpha sud for sale two streets away, went around to see it, red series two 1.5 Ti. I literally drove it up the road, fell in love immediately, right? buying it don't care about that rust hole i'm having it <laughs> and that that really was it um and back then you didn't have the internet etc cetera, etc cetera. you had the magazines and there was a listing in one of them of car clubs and there was alpha my owners club and various people said oh with an italian car like that you ought to be in an owners club you know for this for help so i joined and i was immediately welcomed by michael Lindsay, uh the then club secretary and bingo i was away so that was that was actually back end of 84 So I think I joined early 85. That summer, I went to the first National Alpha Day I've been to, which was at good old Stanford Hall, where the club was at for many, many years. And that's only about 10 miles away from me. And I lined up my uh, my Red Alpha uh, sud on the line and just fell in love with the whole thing. You know, it was just as we do today. It was part by model across the site. And uh, I was immediately kind of chatting to Alpha sud owners and, you know, uh, lusting over the green clover leaves and uh, the first sight of the 33 and yeah just just enjoyed it and lo and behold uh, my local dealer was really friendly too and helpful and uh, just enjoyed the scene completely it was some time later that I joined my local section the then central midland section around 1990 when I got a 33 1.7 by then fairly new one again great group of people that kind of fizzled out by about unfortunately by about 95 through various reasons so again going to national alpha day uh, jim tolbert it was and stuart taylor said why didn't you really, why didn't you get it going again and these are old names that a lot of club members will know and uh, we restarted it and in 95 a local dealer we had about 50 people along it was terrific in leicester and we kind of never looked back really so i've been involved with that section that's now changed its name to east midlands and uh, and and we've thoroughly enjoyed it it's been tremendous and detailing's become a little bit of a thing in that too as we, we like the show and shine events and so on and uh, and of course that's gone on to national things so i got i got involved in the club committee around 2001 and uh, so i've been involved in that for getting on 20 years too I thoroughly enjoyed events in all that time the concourse side there's other people in the family my father-in-law's into concourse I'm not particularly myself. Um, I, li- I like driving cars and getting them dirty as much as I do cleaning them. But of course, when you've got it dirty, you can enjoy getting it clean. You know, we've we've introduced uh, recently a show and shine category at, at the Alpha, at the days too, 
is we found that over the years, the uh, concourse was being won by some immaculate machines and fresh out of the paint shop. And looking at other car clubs, they really have quite a scene with show and shine for people with newer cars. So we introduced that in 2018, and it's been good that the last couple of years that's had good involvement too. So yeah, cars have been a big part of my life. The club's a huge part, loads of friends through it. And and this detailing business has gone on right from day one. And, and it seems to have really taken off in the last, what, three or four years. I can remember going to Stanford Hall in my Sid Sprint, and I would clean it before I got there, well, before I left. And I'd yeah. arrive and there'd be, you know, there'd be some road grime on it and there'd be grass from driving across the, the field. Oh, yeah. and, and I might get a cloth out and wipe a few bits off. But you <laughs> arrive at a show now and there are yeah. people with six or seven different bottles and oh, yes. 20 microfiber cloths giving it a, <laughs> a full workover in the field. You got it. And, and that's just people lining up, you know, with their spiders and whatever. It's not people in, in competition. I think I think it's people taking a proud pride in their machine, you know. It's at the end of the day, and we love seeing shiny ones. <laughs> and uh, it doesn't mean that it's uh, you know there's nothing wrong with with uh, driving your car about dirty, far be it. But it's a, for me, it's always been a degree of pride, especially with Alphas. I go back to you know the early eighties. My dad was always always shining his car up, and and that's really when I I got twig of certain brands out there autoglim being a big one and i remember before that first alpha day you know shining up my car with super resin polish and and you know the chalk just going everywhere but you know it was terrific but you're right it's recent years it's the scene's exploded it's literally exploded there's so many manufacturers now and that's part of the fun for me is trying out different brands and different products and the giants are there still, your Autoglims, uh, your Maguires, uh, now at, at good old Halfords, you've got Auto Finesse in there too, um, as well as, you know, the, the big out, output people like Carplan. But you start going online and going on detailing forums or go through YouTube and you'll just get bombarded. It, it's never ending. I think manufacturers are also picking up on this. Um, you can get quite a bit of money as a dealer selling a, a ceramic finish on a car uh, and the maintenance kits that go with it. And I've seen dealers now, it's gone from just valeting a car for sale, so giving it a wash down to a full prep. Uh, they use you know, uh, in-house detailers now, especially high-end with all of their wonderful flex and repairs, um, digital, uh, sorry, dual action polishing, machine polishing, you know, complete detailing base. Um, just to prep those cars for sale, certainly the high-end stuff. It's even caught on at some Alfa Romeo dealers too, where they take more of a, a serious angle to it. And I think people want to see the cars being prepared that way, but you, but also there are, big, there are more people that are taking it on as a proper hobby at home. And and that's really what's happened with me. <laughs> when did it become detailing? I, I mean, I, I remember, first yeah. time I ever heard the term detailing, it was yeah. literally taking a toothbrush to the engine bay and it was, mm. you know, obsessing over all the little details. Whereas yeah. now it seems to cover every aspect of, of cleaning and caring for your car. Yeah, that's a good one. I did a bit of, re- a bit of research on that for an article a while back because it was always valeting. That was always the word that was used. And that is really cleaning a car up as if you're going to sell it. So that means vacuuming it all down, washing it and so on. In America, they started to use the detailing phrase in the 80s, I think. And that it was dead, you're dead right. That is making it utterly immaculate to concourse standard and you know, uh, and that is the old toothbrush business. Um, but I think it's just 
again, with the rise of the internet and social media, it's becoming used for absolutely anything to do with keeping a car clean. And people can have, you know, hours of arguments over this. But I tend to use it to cover balloting and more serious detailing side, which is really down to paint correction, which is with machine polishers and uh, pads and and, uh, compounds to make that paintwork look perfect and even better than factory. So I think that's that's where it's come from. Okay, so I'm sure some of the people knowing that you were uh, on the next podcast have come along to get some some tips for detailing. Um, Sure. So any advice for the listeners? Okay, and I'm planning a kind of uh, article for Alpha Driver magazine on this, but uh, it's really where do you start? This I'm I got really uh, interested seriously in the, in the mid noughties um, with a, a sec uh, an Alpha Club section visit to Autoglin, where we actually went on a effectively a training day, uh, and since then I've um, just been um, absorbing different tips and certainly over the last four or so years as I've got more interested in uh, items on YouTube, uh, joining professional validators and detailers association and so on. So I'm forever learning things and if I go through a few tips now I'm not going to call out specific products because there's so many as we mentioned earlier but at the end of the day there's, there's four stages to looking after a car. There's the the wash stage there's the decon that's just getting the grime off. There's a decontamination stage, which is getting rid of stuff stuck onto the damn thing, which such as your tar, your your iron fallout and bird do, etc. Using products, so that's decontaminating it. Then there's the the polishing stage or the correction stage, which you can do by hand or more effectively with a pure action polisher machine. Um, and then there's the protection stage, which is the applying of, of protective coatings to try and keep scratches away, to make car easier to wash, uh, protect it from the paintwork from fading from ultraviolet. So those are the four things. So these these tips are not in any specific order, Guy, all right, but I'll, I'll go through some that I've picked up on over time that really just, work. Just, be- just before you start with the tips, would you do yeah. all four of those stages every time or would That's it depend? That's a good point. That's a good point. And no, no, you don't. Um, um, and that's an important thing. Um, really, that, that protection thing is something you might do a couple of times a year. If you've got a brand new car, protect it from early on. If it's a new car to you and it's been prepared at a dealership or a reseller, then get some additional protection on it. Uh, if you buy a car um, and it's a little bit rough, as friends do, and I've done in the past, then yeah, you may need to start from the ground up. If you're maintaining the car, it's down to how dirty the damn thing's got. So you don't necessarily, for example, have to get a clay bar out every month. In fact, I'd recommend against that with most cars because you're going to more than likely induce more marks into the paintwork. But um, most people have a, and most people interested in this, have, have two approaches. They have a major, major clean, which you might do in the winter once a month, in the summer maybe once every two months, and then they have a weekly wash routine. And if you're as sad as I am, it's more than once a week. And that's when you're into your, you know, your detail, sorry, your detail, quick detailing sprays and waterless washes. And, you know, my son even bought me, uh, believe it or not, a waterless wheel cleaner, which was quite fun. He knows I'm nuts. (laughs) So, yeah, going into detailing tips then, let's talk about that paint. So, really, when we're talking about paint correction and looking after paint, paint's only as thick as a human hair at the end of the day. The clear coat layer that's on top of most paint finishes now, even non-metallics, is 70 microns thick. I mean, it's it's nothing. If you put a protection layer on it, even a ceramic coating, it's still only about five microns. I mean, we're talking about nothing here. 
So unfortunately, it's really easy to put marks into it. Uh, using a good sealant will help, but the, the safest way to keep your paint looking right is to wash it correctly. Now, I'm not going to go into methodologies here at the moment. Um, you know, we could do, how long have we got? Four hours, you say. <laughs> 30, 30 minutes. We're not going to go through all that. I'm just going to go through some quick tips on things. I'll probably touch on some of that as we go. But remember, you're dealing with something that's relatively fragile, so try to avoid contact as much as possible with the paint. I do recommend people starting out Invest in at least a hose pipe and at best uh, a pressure washer. Water's such a great aid, believe it or not, to car cleaning. And you can get so much muck off with a pressure washer these days that people that then pile in with two bucket washes and so on, it's almost over the top, certainly in the summer. In the winter, yeah, I, I get that. But pressure washing's terrific. So even the cheapest ones are more than enough to cope with car washing. A K, uh, you know, a Karsha K2 you can get for under 90 quid in Halfords and another 10% off with your AROC 10% Halfords uh, member discount, of course. And that will is more than enough for most car cleaning duties. You can you can go a stage further buying yourself a snow foam lance and for pre-washing. But if you have some follow some sensible pre-wash routines uh, using a snow foam or using a, a pre-wash detergent. Uh, like um, you can use from a spray bottle, plenty of those on the market. You can even use flash with liquid watered down, maybe 10 or 20 to one out of a bottle. And that's cheap as chips to, as a pre-wash to soften the dirt after you've done a quick um, pre-wash with a with a jet washer. Uh, use a pre-wash like that or something from the likes of Kosh Kemi, GS or Surfex from Built Hamber mixed it down at 20 to one. It's cheap as chips. You'll find that most of the dirt flies off the car. You can then go in with um, light contact washing using something like a chenille noodle mitt. Um, they're only fiver, you know, from, from most shops, and they're incredibly effective. You use those in place of the famous old jumbo sponge. At the end of the day, most dirt sticking on a car is, is, is rock dust. And if you use a flat-faced jumbo sponge on, on paintwork, you're going to be grinding into the paint. Then when the sun catches it, you'll see those nasty little swirl marks. The only way you're going to get rid of those is using a dual action polisher. And that takes investment and a degree of skill in doing. Or you're going to spend money at a professional detailer. You'll do a cracking job for you, but they're going to believe you're probably 200, 300 pounds. So looking after that paints, paints key. Let's go, let's go some through some now in a, after that general ramble. Let's go through some some tips in a decent order. When you clean any car, really start with doing your wheels. And have some dedicated kit for that. It's it's the grubbiest thing on a car, obviously. You, it's close to the road, it's going to get covered in dirt, and those pads and, and iron discs will cover your wheels in, in filth. Um, so wash them off. If, if you're using a jet washer, that dirt's going to go spraying all over your paintwork. So do it first. And ideally, have, have separate kit for that, have a separate bucket. You can get one for a quid from Alfred's or B&Q, for goodness. Have some dedicated brushes for it. Keep keep them separate. And uh, once you've cleaned them down, use a separate towel for drying them off. Uh, it, it, it'll pay you back because you're not using another towel to dry your paintwork. And, and can you utilise towels that you've previously used for more delicate areas yeah. of the car and yeah. kind of relegate them to wheels towards the you, end of their life? You got it, yeah. I, I tend to buy the relatively cheap ones from... Um, good old Costco and, and they're, they're really good actually for the money and yeah I have a, a ranking system of use so you have this pile of them that, that, that are used for wheels and dead right. I think the other thing to, to try and avoid that damage to the clear coat 
it's it's a crazy bit of advice, but I think it works. Is when when you're when you're washing the car, wash it in straight lines. Don't go around in circles. Uh, follow the lines of the car, and and again, start from the top. Start from your roof and, get, and work down the car. Uh, maybe have a second uh, wash mitt for doing the really dirty areas, especially in winter. Again, in summer, try and avoid washing in direct sunlight. Uh, the, on a hot day, you know, the soap is going to dry up really quickly on the car and you're going to get nasty, nasty stain marks. And you could make it look even worse from trying to clean those things off. So wait for the evening. Um, and again, uh, drying spots are such a pain on cars, especially with darker colours. There are some products out there specifically for water spot removal that I, I could recommend too but the, the safest thing is don't do it on a hot day uh, or certainly at a hot time of day uh, another good one around that is read, read the instructions on your bottle as well there's there's loads of products out there and we may think oh you know it's a, it's a, it's a spray on wax i know how to use those but actually some are different than others i, I remember a guy in our section uh, i won't mention he's called salvatore and he um he, he i recommended a, a Maguire's uh, spray on wash off product and hybrid ceramic wax and uh, he didn't he, he didn't listen uh, he sprayed it all over the car and it, he's told me it ended up looking like custard <laughs> and it actually then took him half a day to damn well remove it when actually he needed kind of two squirts per panel on a wet car and jet it off and it's simple simply didn't read the guide um i've been caught out a few times myself a key thing is dilution ratios as well there are products out there really good ones that you need to mix down even some that are simply branded a quick detail that actually when you read the instructions it says water down two to one you'll find it's a lot cheaper as well this is something that happens at the roadside washes as well uh, they use traffic film removers to clean a car quickly but those convert those things are highly alkaline general and and when they're uh, not watered down correctly then it can can actually leave serious marks in your bright work in particular i often like to spot the odd bmw that's that's got that affliction and that, that's take some serious correction to, to correct so read the instructions uh, i touched on it earlier claying car clay kind of came on the scene in, in the mid in the noughties as uh, some of the big manufacturers launched clay kits and it was seen as the big thing there's molding a a, a, a piece of, of, of clay and using a lubricant over your paintwork is a really effective way of shifting stuck on dirt and things like paint overspray. If your car's been unlucky enough to catch that, it can be terrific. However, it it will bring in marks. It just does, and and that's been that's been proven by by people. Uh, so only do it when you really have to. If you're lucky enough to own a dual action polisher, clay it before you polish. So um, I'm fanatical about it. Yeah, I've got we've got two year old cars on the drive at the minute and uh, i can see how even me being as obsessive as i am have, have induced little marks so one of those uh, at the start of lockdown i got in the garage and, and cleaned it all down and clayed it and then i could see yeah, there's little marks here and uh, happily uh, dual action polished which uh, which wild away an afternoon <laughs> yeah it, this is the famous one i'm going back to car washing uh, do use a proper car shampoo um i started out with fairy liquid like everybody did but um, at the end of the day, that stuff is designed for shifting grease off plates, off ceramics. Uh, it's designed to strip those fats away off, off you know, off everything. And it, sure enough, it will strip off any protection you've got on the paintwork. Now, once or twice a year, you may actually want to do that, but for goodness sake, don't do it. There's there's a high salt concentration in it too, which isn't good for you. Car shampoos uh, are, are cleverly developed to be kind to, for paintwork at the end of the day, and some are even cheaper than fairy liquid. Talking about, about dilution ratios, there's some that 
um, without naming brands, that the dilution ratio is 1 to 1900. So you're using like 15 mil in a big bucket and it, you know, it's nothing. And um, that costs about 17p a wash then. Whereas the high-end ones need a higher dilution ratio and it can cost like £1.50 a go. It will add extra, it may add that extra gloss and feel wonderful as you use it, but actually some out there are, are super effective and a lot, lot cheaper and certainly better than very liquid. As it happens, yes, I've got loads of blinking shampoos. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's part of the process, part of the fun of it. Another one I picked up, I used to always swear at tie dressings and slag off the tie dressings for splattering up the side of your car. Um, the secret to getting tie dressings to stick is to make sure that tie is good and clean first. So give them a thorough scrub with a stiff brush and some all-purpose cleaner. Loads of those on the market. A lot of those are dilutable. It, it'll help no end with that final appearance too. It can get really blotchy if you're constantly applying the stuff. There's two, there's two kinds of tire dressing there's the solvent based and there's the water based I, I use a balance of both i tend to use the solvent based ones in the in the summer things like good old endurance tire gel from Meguiar's. um autoclean have a tire gel product now it's really good and there's high-end stuff too from the likes of g technic Gion, you name it but the water-based ones they last half as long but they're much easier to apply and if you're in a in a rush but you want a nice finish i tend to just reach for a water-based one even spray on one I would avoid the ones that are in cans. I did have a Mito. We had a Mito for eight years and did short runs and only did 40K in that time. And actually I found the rear tyres on that that needed changing about once every 30,000 miles had actually begun to crack. And some of that was because way back when we first had it, I was using tyre sprays and that kind of draws out the some of the goodness and oils in that tyre can lead to premature cracking. So uh, that's why I tend to do a mix of water-based and, and the solvent-based ones. But... Uh, avoid the cans people always ask as well is how do you really increase your paint's gloss and I, it was funny i was looking back at an old article i wrote way back about getting a brilliant shine on my black gt ad uh, and i'd done that by layering up coatings you know so i put a uh, i'd given it a, a general polish i'd um i'd applied a, a glaze layer then then i'd applied a sealant and then i put a wax on top and wow yeah it really shined but that was a pretty new car if you've got an older car, the, the trick is really to refine the paint, to get rid of the jagged edges, those microscopic marks. And you only really do that by using a quality polish that, that kind of feeds the paint too. Now you can do it by hand, but a dual, dual action polish is the key thing. And then you can put your layers on top. It, we could go on at length here about protective coatings, about waxes, sealants, and the latest ceramics. Um, they all do a similar job. They will include, they will fill minor imperfections, and they will increase gloss to a degree. But the biggest improvement you'll see is by getting rid of that rough paint and uh, you know, old and tarnished paint. And really, I I use everything. I use ceramic coatings. In fact, I put ceramic coating on my Julia that's gone back now. And uh, a bit boring, to be honest, because I like playing with the products on top. <laughs> yeah, it did. It probably did help resist some marks. But the Julia clear coat is so strong now. It's up there with Merck. It, it just doesn't catch the, the natural scratches as much as the older cars did. And nowadays, wax has kind of gone out of fashion in the detailing scene. People are using spray-on ceramics or they're, they're branded ceramics. They're, got a bit of silicon in there but they're but uh, sorry silanes and siloxanes without going too chemical and yeah but, the, but that isn't creating a hard shell it's only when you're using the true ceramic coatings that come in little glass bottles that you're really applying a, a true ceramic that kind of glass layer as it were 
and that can be, those can be fairly expensive. They start around 35 quid now for the likes of Gion One. Autoglim have just launched one that's about 60 quid. I've seen an investigation into that, actually, and uh, there's a question mark as to whether that's a polymer sealant over a true uh, SiO2 ceramic, but hey, CarPro, a respected provider from Korea, they sell one that will last at least a year now. They're, they're light product that's about 40 quid. It depends how serious you want to be about it. Personally, I like looking after and maintaining a car freak. We'll make it shine best by looking after it, washing it frequently at the end of the day. Other, other key ones here, I've mentioned roadside washes. If, you, if an automatic car washes, at the end of the day, those things are going to mark your car. Uh, try and avoid them. You hear all kinds of horror stories. It's funny that they're getting better. I think people are getting more savvy to it. I do. <laughs> I'm that sad. I do wash. I do watch some of these roadside washes and supermarket washes in action. My local Tesco one has gone from a lot hands-on to using jet washes and chemicals all the time um so you're going to end up with a with a better finish there but uh, i still think having the right kit using the right techniques at home is the right way to go you can wash it kind of 30 to 40 minutes and actually a lot of people like me find that therapeutic the other, the other one really is if, if you're keen on it if you're really interested in it then watch watch some tutorials online there's some terrific ones out there um john delia's channel called forensic detailing is is great fun He's got some super, super guides. There's a guy called Larry at Ammo NYC as well in, in, in uh, New York. Um, he's got some terrific stuff. It does get a little bit, let me use the word, anal at some points. Uh, nutters like me get, can really enjoy the finer points. But general weekend hobbyists, you can learn no end from these. Some of them get a bit sane. I get a little bit tired of watching cars being snow foamed and jet washed. But... Um, some of these channels, certainly John's um, forensic detailing is terrific, really enjoyable. But at the same time, there's a load of BS too. Honestly, some of the nonsense you read. And again, it's why, uh, but that's like anywhere on the internet. I think it's when I, when I come to do an article in, in the Club Mag, I try and cut through a bit of that. And again, I'm, I'm not an expert. I'm constantly learning. But there are some, there are some things I've picked up and have learned from really good people that are bang on the money if you want to protect your car, look after it going forward. So there you go. Apart from tech companies like Zoom, I suspect one of the few sectors that's done well out of the recent situation has been detailing supplies companies. Even at the height of the lockdown, when most people weren't driving their cars at all, they were still cleaning them two or three times a week, it seemed, which raises a question. Can you overdo it? Can you clean your car too much or too often? I don't think you can. If Apparently, for most, most home detailers, that we mentioned the clear coat being thin. I've heard figures that you could probably go in with a fairly aggressive compound and pad on a clear coat layer maybe 16 or so times before you're risking getting through to the base layer. And you're not going to machine polish your car that many times in your lifetime. It's in life. Um, you, can, you can hit them over and over and over. Uh, the worst you're going to do is by, it's a lovely phrase in it, uh, called love marks. You're going to induce love marks into your paint <laughs> by using too much quick detailer and, micro and dirty microfibers. Uh, but you can remove that with, with a decent polish. So I'll, I'd say no, you can't. And most of the things, certainly most of the things I've tried, and I've tried a lot of the things that you've talked about in your, your mm -hmm. detailing column, the worst you can do is 
not end up with as clean a car as you might have done. The mm. one exception to that, I think, is, and, and I've only had one go so far, is using a machine polisher. Is there a way to practice? Because I think when I did it, I, I probably ended up with polish across two postcode areas yeah. and, <laughs> and a mark on my bonnet that I still haven't been able to, yeah. to get rid of. Yeah, so, oh gosh, it, take, it does take practice and you'll gradually get better at it. Um, YouTube's been brilliant for this. Oh gosh, way back, pals in our in our section, uh, Simon Addison, Lee Nethercourt, if you're listening, uh, these guys, we all invested in a, in a dual action polisher oh, over 10 years ago and we used to share it between us. And I, I picked up a few bits from, from where they'd learned things from um, detailing world forums and so on. But oh, God, it's absolutely useless, honestly. I'd got a, a Giulietta, sorry, I haven't, I got a GT at the time. With, um, and I think I was I was making more of a mess than starting. And, and that that was, uh, looking back, I know why now, I was using um, using a, a over, I was pressing too hard. I was using an aggressive pad and I was trying to get some pretty deep scratches out. And you're just not going to be able to do it without a lot of time and using the right stuff. So if anything, that was, that was like using a sandpaper on the paintwork. Uh, the trick with machine polishing really is to either use a good quality single stage polish that um, breaks down and becomes a finer polish as you use it, or you use two stages. So you use a, a cut first, and then you go in with a refining uh, approach afterwards. Uh, that cut, if you use um, a, an aggressive pad, will actually almost make it look worse first. But you're, you're shaving off those top layers of, of, of marks at the end of the day, tiny, tiny amounts. And once you've done that, you need to get rid of those even finer ones you've induced with the refining uh, parts. So um, I actually got better at it through watching YouTube. Uh, and uh, also, when my son was at home a few years back using that polisher, he had a red 147 that was a few years old and typically seven shades of alpha racing pink. Uh, <laughs> But that was that was a single stage paint. It didn't have a clear coat, and he used the same materials. And wow, I couldn't believe the difference that he did just from watching instructions, tutorials, and doing it himself. And then I thought, oh, well, if he can do it, I can. Watched a few more tutorials, bought some decent products, followed that that guide. You know, kind of moving across the paint at an inch a second and working on a two by two area, checking your work with a light. And I couldn't believe it. Wow, it's working. And that's, you know, doing that probably three years ago when I bought my own kit, done about eight cars now in the family and uh, getting better and better at it. But it's, it's only practice that makes you better. And yeah, you can make mistakes. But once you've got it, you think, actually, you know, this isn't too hard. Maybe maybe I'll practice on my wife's Cinquecento, which is yeah. 14, 14 shades of Fiat Broom Yellow. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely perfect. As things stand, as we record this podcast, it looks like we're going to get a couple of events in before the end of the summer. Northern Italian Car Day with our friends from Auto Italia is only a, a couple of weeks away at Raby Castle and our own Southern Alpha Day a couple of weeks after that at Stoner Park. We mentioned earlier on the rise of people arriving at events like these and cleaning their cars. What are your tips for what to do and what to take with you? Okay, so yeah, okay, I keep a detailing bag in the boot. So um, you probably, if it's summer, you probably picked up a load of bugs immediately and there's likely to be road dust and you're likely to pick up uh, some more brake dust on your wheels. So you want something to uh, attack all of those. For bug removal, um, windscreen, uh, I've got, um, I use um, a, uh, a really good uh, windscreen spray cleaner. I, I didn't really want to go into loads of product names. There's, there's so many on the market, but the Angel Wax Vision is a particularly good book 
cleaner, glass cleaner. Um, that's a nice spray and it's quite powerful. It whiffs a bit, but it'll shift bugs in no time. Waterless, wa waterless wash um, products have come on no end. Now, if you say that to some detailers, they scream at you because yes, you can induce marks with them. But if you use enough of the product, have enough lean new microfibers with you and you kind of roll the microfiber in your hand as you wipe over, it will lift quite safely. Meguiar's do a super product. Um, I also use uh, a watered down good old Valet Pro Citrus Bling terrific product that is uh autoglim do them uh, some of our our new club partners uh, do the same revive they, they have a super thick quick detailer product that will that'll shift dust very safely so yeah a quick detailer or a waterless wash is great um you can use those on your to shift break dust too i actually have a believe it or not a collapsible bucket that goes in the boots sometimes for shows <laughs> so you can go into fill that up with water if there's some available at the site you can't be water shifting dirt on the on the lower sides of cars but uh, yeah the, the latest sprays are, are super at that is there something else oh yeah a bit of uh, water-based tire dressing is too having having shiny tires always looks great in the show four things in the bag thank you very much well, that's all from this episode. And if you're anything like me, you were busy jotting down the names of all the products John wasn't going to mention, and you're now busily opening a browser window to order some of them. But before you go, I'd just like to mention the next episode of the show, which will be available from 1.30pm on the 23rd of August. We're trying something a little bit different with a debate between Mito Registrar David Faithful and Julieta Registrar Alexander Black in an attempt to decide which is the better car. I'll be the moderator, and despite being a Julieta owner, will do my best to be impartial. As ever, episode 13 will be available from all the usual sources, including iTunes, Podbean, YouTube, Podcast Addict, Google Podcasts, and everywhere else that great podcasts are found. Until then, stay safe. <laughs>